When you come to grips with the decision to pursue your dreams, then make a plan and just do it. Don't look back. Be decisive and understand that there will be problems, hardships maybe, but at that point, your dream and you and the Lord have become one on this issue. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I'm going to ask all of you a question this morning. Are you reaching for the stars What is the status of your dreams and your aspirations today? Well, whether or not you are prepared to answer those questions, I want you to know that God knows you have dreams and desires in your life, and He knows they are important to you. And He wants all of us to be star-reachers. Many of you have dreams But somewhere in the past, they got sidetracked for different reasons, and your life circumstances made it seem impossible to revive the dream that you had. Others of you have a dream, but a significant risk would have to be taken in order to try and realize it. And your responsibilities make it difficult to pursue it. To be honest with you, there are lots of reasons that we give up on our dreams, or hold on to the idea that the time just isn't right for us and our dream. But you see, the problem with letting our dreams go and replacing them with something else is that when we do that, we may never experience the kind of life that God intended for us. I know you've heard me say often that I believe that God has a purpose for each and every one of us. I believe that each of us has something that inspires us, that we love to do, and that we are passionate about. And when we recognize what that is, God's purpose for us involves those things because He made us that way. His purpose produces passion in our life, and God wants you to be your true self more than anyone. So, what I'm saying is, it's never too late to reach for the stars and pursue your dreams. You may say, well, Bob, those are nice words, but you don't understand my situation. I could never drop everything I've got going on to chase a dream. Well, first of all, I would say to you that dreams are not to be chased. They are your dreams. You already own them whether you pursue them or not. 
Then I would give you these few simple things to consider to encourage you to make active again that which God put naturally into you. The first thing to do is open your heart and your mind to what God wants you to do. For some of us, time and neglect has taken the clarity out of our dream. And if we ask Him, God can restore it along with instructions. For others, it's hard for God to speak to us because we won't sit down and shut up long enough to just listen. There's an old saying that the best way to make your dreams come true is just to wake up. The next thing is, if we have a dream, don't just drop everything and plunge in without learning what you can about your pursuit. Of course we should pray about it, but not just pray about it. Get all the facts. Do the research. Become knowledgeable about what you're getting into and seek wise counsel. If you are finding your purpose, then your newfound intelligence will just continue to inspire you further. And finally, when you come to grips with the decision to pursue your dreams, then make a plan and just do it. Don't look back. Be decisive and understand that there will be problems, hardships maybe, but at that point, your dream and you and the Lord have become one on this issue. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Your dream may involve your career choice. It may be about ministry. But whatever it is, if it's burning inside you, your dream is who you are. And I believe God wants all of us to be star reachers and just let him activate his power and his blessing in our lives. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Stay tuned as Bobby shares the history of the incredible song and how he so loves the amazing grace God has shed on him through his journey. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. I got to tell you, I have to talk about the grace of God today. I, I don't understand it, but I have to talk about it. How many of you are thankful for the grace of God in your life today? 
How many times have you heard this statement? There but for the grace of God go I. So you finished it for me. Have you ever said that? I have. I have said that. It's one of those standard Christian type sayings that's just embedded in us. Sometimes we say that when we observe someone who's less fortunate than us, don't we? And I know in my case, and I suspect in many of yours too, that we use that phrase sometimes without grasping the full gravity and truth behind the statement. There, but for the grace of God, go I. It's kind of like when you're driving on the freeway and something happens where you almost have a, have a car wreck. But uh, your heart races for a few seconds, but you're so relieved. Five minutes later, you're just driving down the freeway, listening to the radio. You've already forgot about it. You're not even thinking about it anymore. It's often pointed out that the greatest things in life are free. They're the things that we take for granted. The air we breathe, the eyes that we see with, the sun that provides us light and warmth. All the things that we feel we can't live without, we rarely give a second thought to. So the fact that we don't make a big deal about the grace of God all the time, that's probably fairly normal. But I got to tell you, for those of us who are saved, we need to remember that the grace of God is the biggest deal ever. Webster must have been a pretty smart guy. He defines grace like this. Unmerited divine assistance. It's something God gives you that you don't deserve and you can't earn. I like the way the apostle Paul says it in Ephesians. He says, because of his great love, God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. You see, without the grace of God, we never had a chance. But through Christ, he's made it available to everybody. It's a miraculous gift. And in the one for which we need the most, and that we should be the most thankful. I know in my own life, I've had my share of prosperity and family blessings. And I've also seen some failure and uncertainty and a few family crises. And it always seemed like in my worst times, no amount of my own effort could ever impact my problems for the better. In fact, the harder I tried, the worse they became. But I learned that through these tough times, when my faith is tested, when I come to grips with the reality that I can change little that matters on my own, when I don't even feel spiritually strong enough to do anything, that's when he who is rich in mercy comes and he gives me this unmerited divine assistance. The grace of God becomes real and personal. And it brings peace in the middle of my stormy life. And my problems just get smaller. Because he gets bigger. And we make it through our trial. Knowing without a doubt. But for the grace of God. It wouldn't happen. Like I said, I can't explain it. There's an old saying about grace. It goes like this. 
Your worst days are never so bad that you are beyond the reach of God's grace. And your best days are never so good that you are beyond the need of God's grace. The most enduring song of our Christian faith was written in 1772 by a man named John Newton. Every generation since has embraced the words of that song that penetrate the heart of every soul who receives this marvelous gift of grace from God. Historians say that this song is still performed more than 10 million times a year. And I can only pray that our young people will realize the significance of this song and always keep it alive. Amazing grace. You can say it with me. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. Now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. But for the grace of God. This morning, as we continue to worship the Lord and receive his word, I want you to know his grace is reaching out to you. And it's enough. And it's amazing. What is a poverty mentality? Coming up next, learn how it is a destructive attitude that can discourage us and keep us from finding God's purpose. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner, Bobby Bollinger. How many of you have ever just been broke? (laughs) And you think I'm going to ask you if you are right now, aren't you? But No, I'm not going to do that. But but let's see... (laughs) Let's see how broke you, you, you've been compared to my friend Joe. Okay? Because my friend Joe says that he's so broke. Well, let me tell you how broke he is. <laughs> Joe, Joe is so broke that he just went to McDonald's and put an order of fries on layaway. Yeah, you want to know how broke, uh, broke Joe is? Joe is so broke that if someone rings the doorbell, he has to yell, ding dong, out the window. <laughs> Joe is so broke. He is so broke that he got married just to get the rice. 
I got to keep trying, I guess. Okay, here's the last one. Joe is so broke. I'll tell you how broke Joe is. Joe is so broke that when someone saw him kicking a can down the street, they asked him if he was moving. There's nothing worse than a hostile Pentecostal crowd. Okay, but Joe was really broke. And we know how broke he was. But, and I hope you're not as broke as Joe was. Because today I want to talk to you about something called poverty mentality. Now, a poverty mentality doesn't really have to have anything to do with money. But it's a destructive attitude that can keep us from finding God's purpose in our life. And it's a tool of the enemy to distract us and discourage us. And, I, and believe it or not, it, it's, it's contagious. And I, I can give you an example of how I know that it can be contagious. This past week, I visited Walmart headquarters uh, up in Arkansas. I was attending a meeting with all the sporting goods suppliers who sell Walmart, just like we do. And I'm used to this because I've been going up there for many years. But when it came time for lunch, Walmart, as the host of all these visiting executives, announced that they were providing lunch outside in the hallway and that we were required to produce $3 in cash to buy our own lunch, which consisted of a ham sandwich, a bag of chips, and a Sam's Cola. And I'm not making this part up. There was a basket of cookies there with a large sign on it that read, only one cookie per person. <laughs> so here is the world's largest retailer who just recently posted after-tax profits of over $11 billion. And they're afraid to let the cookie supply get out of control. <laughs> and, and this attitude that's permeated this Walmart culture for years, that it, they're convinced that this mentality is in large part responsible for their success. Now, I have another customer in New York City that I visit often. It's called Models, and they have about 100 stores. And the company is over 100 years old, and it's owned and run by a third-generation family. And you can't find tougher business people anywhere on the planet. There's no question that they will fight you for the very best deal. And yet, when they have a meeting of their suppliers, they start by showing you a good time. We have a wonderful day of golf. We have lots of prizes. The guest speaker last time was Donald Trump. Sometimes, whenever Glenn and I travel there ourselves, they'll always take us to a New York Yankee game and sit on the front row or to Madison Square Garden. The two successful companies, two entirely different experiences. One, the big one in Arkansas, has a poverty mentality. They don't seem to enjoy the abundance that they've been given, and they live in fear that they're going to lose it all tomorrow. The other one, the one in New York, has a prosperity mentality. So even though we do a lot, of business, a lot more business with Walmart, who do you think that I'd rather visit? Because the, the guys in New York, they're grateful for what they have, 
they share with others, and more important, they're expecting to be prosperous tomorrow. You see, a poverty mentality doesn't have anything to do with how much money you make. It's an attitude that says, I don't deserve anything good. It says, I can't afford anything, and I better be careful or I might lose what I have. And I certainly better not borrow any money because I don't know if I could pay it back. You know, God doesn't give us a poverty mentality. He endorses a prosperity mentality. And that's an attitude that says, if God be for us, who be against us? It says, I'm trusting God for an abundant, blessed life. No matter what my current financial situation is. Remember what Malachi said, the book of Malachi challenged us to test the Lord with our obedience and our generosity and see if he will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great we can't even receive it all. So I'm going to challenge you today. Leave the poverty mentality by the road. Don't beat yourself up because you've got some credit card debt and a mortgage. Don't let people guilt you about that. You know, I've learned that most people don't get overextended because they're trying to live beyond their means. They get that way trying to just maintain a decent lifestyle. It's no crime to prioritize your son's college tuition or your daughter's wedding high enough that you would borrow money to do it. Now, I read a lot of the books that teach the benefits of getting out of debt and achieving financial freedom. And I think they're great. But we don't live in a world anymore where all we have to worry about is food, shelter, and livestock. There's a thousand things to deal with that require funds that may not always be available. So when I hear about a church, for instance, that got built debt-free, I'm really happy for them. But I'll tell you what I'm, I'm impressed with. I'm impressed when I hear about a church that has the courage and faith to start building before they had all the money. Because I know they're trusting God every step of the way. You need to be encouraged to that. If you feel like your ship is never going to come in. Don't give in to the poverty mentality. Because God wants to bless you. He intends to bless you. He intends for you to have all the good things. You just keep trusting in Him. The Word says, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Just keep being obedient. Keep a grateful spirit and a prosperity mentality. And if you do that, I know something good will happen in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.